Thoughtless Casual Gaming with Brett and Jace. We are a Geelong-based gaming podcast where we play games badly and then talk shit about them. However, we're throwing an extra ingredient in today to the podcast recipe, so to speak, uh, hopefully to make something which is completely inedible. Oh, we're absolutely not eating it. Let's be clear. <laughs> uh, we asked on Facebook and Discord for some questions. And I don't know what we got. Are they questions? I mean, I haven't really looked through, but <laughs> I know the kind of responses I expected and I wasn't necessarily surprised. <laughs> yeah, from from the few ones. So I feel like this is going to be rapidly indigestible. By anyone. Right from the start, I think. Yeah, so. I mean, if you have any kind of food intolerance, I wouldn't, I'd just turn off now. Uh, and if you don't, you may by the end of this, you will develop uh, intolerance to gluten. <laughs> the magic of podcasting. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, uh, let's just jump straight in, I suppose. We've got a few questions to get through. So uh, we'll start with the Facebook ones. Uh, the first question was a two-parter. It was, how many Batmans does Brett own? And when will Jace finish his Kings of War army? I, I almost want to guess at the first one, but I, I can't think I can count that high. Um, I mean, I suppose at what, what constitutes, like does it need to be a physical three-dimensional thing? Um, do, do posters count? What about artwork? What wow. about, yeah. Well, that was the thing. I mean, how many Batmans? That's, that's a bit ambiguous. So I took the question at face value. Because if you ask me how many jokers, then the numbers are going to skyrocket. So, but can just, you have a joker without a Batman? So, oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, so I just went around the room quickly. So we're just talking mainly upstairs, right? So Batman's statues, uh, fourteen action figures, ten Lego. Just just counting the the Batman minifigs, twenty six, uh, pops thirty five. That's just upstairs. Paintings and artwork thirteen, and uh, comics. God no. knows, God no. knows. I've got like three boxes plus four. I've got four graded comics in front of me. God knows how many. So. There's some numbers. If they make sense or not, that's really on you. Look, I think the important part here is it starts to illustrate the picture of the sheer volume and uh, you know the the magnitude of the mild obsession. <laughs> Miniatures. I didn't even count that. That'd be about four or five Batman. Batman yes. themed miniatures. We're looking at the eighty mark. <laughs> so, well, there, there was a whole DC game, right? Well, no, I know, I know. I bought a lot. 
Yeah. Look, I'm and, only human. And as we said, this is this is just a upstairs, b just Batman specifically. If you open that out to the broader theme, you include Joker. You do other things like that. The, the numbers all more than double. More than double. More than double. There's more Joker stuff here than there is Batman stuff. That's for sure. Anyway, that's my part of the question done. When, Kings of War. When, when look. Here's, here's the challenge. There are a lot of projects on the go at any given time. It is uh, a goal to finish it at some point in time, but I'm probably never going to actually define finished, right? Because... Okay, without the base done. Oh, no, no, no. Because well, there's the thing with Kings <laughs> of War too, right? It, it's everything stuck to a base. Like, they're, they're multi-based. So... I can't even get away with the base not being done because that's half the bloody army. Um, Lilo Dallas multi-base. So, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but are we talking how many points? What, like what's finished? Because I have finished quote unquote projects and then added additional stuff to them. Like, and are you ever finished every single time i think i've taken a finished project to an event i've still been painting more stuff for that specific event so i i don't know that finished armies are a thing nah probably not nah but equally let's talk about for it to get to the top of the priority list i need to have finished a bunch of other stuff and probably need to have the pressure of uh, a, an event that I have committed to to have a painted army for that I had, you know, a leave pass approved for. <laughs> so, look, next time Mercury's in retrograde. Um, Jupiter's ascending. Yeah. The, uh... <laughs> it's a wonderful dream. There is absolutely a dream to do it. Um, there's drawers full of stuff. I have kept for it i actually bought stuff the other day for it but it's not gonna be soon <laughs> yeah well it's it's a work in progress Isn't sometime maybe uh, army scale projects suck <laughs> yeah bring me a team 16 players yeah. done six seven um <laughs> All right, moving on, uh, the delightful and delicious, while we're on the edible topic, uh, Nerd Fairy has asked for our best holiday locations. We both have on the bucket list. What now, a both snack. Together? Uh, oh, does that mean we have <laughs> to go together? I, think, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, no, sorry, I, I went totally back on the Nerd Fairy being a, a d delicious snack. Um, and then if we were both going, does that make him the meat in that sandwich? And it just turned into a Nerd Fairy spit roast that we don't need to all have in our minds. But anyway. I've got mine now. You're welcome. Mm. Anyway, so I assume this means separate holidays to separate places that we have not colluded or agreed on. Yes. Let's go with that. Sure. And 
I feel like there is a a world of big four caravan parks in my future, let's be honest. <laughs> but if we call about things that I would actually like to, like bucket list destinations that I would like to make it to, um, I think there's probably you know, two, two sides to that. One is the actual holiday where you do stuff, and that would probably be Canada. Mm-hmm. That is the the part of the world I I would really like to to explore that I have not. Uh, and then if we talk about the do nothing holiday, I kind of want to go to the Maldives before they go away. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. No, that makes sense. Um, I had uh, down for me, uh, Egypt. I'd love to see the pyramids. That's, that's the one thing, one place I've never gone that I would love to go. Um, and that, that is definitely a do something. The, whole Egyptian culture has really been a thing for me for quite some time. Uh, but I also had the do nothing and I put down somewhere like the Maldives or Hawaii. Yeah. It's something where you can just lay by the beach or in the pool or whatever. I have been to the Maldives, but um, I'd like to go back. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> and it's that kind of thing. Like, so our honeymoon was in Fiji, but mm-hmm. it was on one of those little islands just off mainland Fiji where there are no children allowed on the island. Uh huh. That's like a heaven. thing. It's the <laughs> best thing. It's, it's seriously the happiest place on earth. Uh, yeah, anywhere like that, sign me up. Yeah, done. So, does this mean we're going on the second one together? Sure. All right, cool. Well, we've got to leave the kids um, with someone, so. The wives could say. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of us is wearing the bikini? What do you mean? Wearing? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving along. Uh, what niche miniatures game would you love to see more of if time allowed? Oh, shit. What classifies a niche miniatures game? I mean, they're all real. I mean, I assume we mean not mainstream G-Dub. <laughs> Everything else is kind of niche, right? I suppose so. Like, I I mean, I put down two things here. So Batman miniatures game, aforementioned Batman miniatures game. I would love to play that at some point. I would love to see that played at some point. Um, it intrigues me and scares me quite simultaneously. Uh, the other one I put down was Mordheim. I don't, oh, yes. Cause I mean, it's not being done by GW anymore, but I'd love to see a bit more of that played. Sign me the hell up for that. Mm. Um, look, that is that is absolutely high on the list. And again, it, it's this whole concept of niche is an interesting piece. <laughs> I, I, I maintain, right, that Malifaux is probably the best miniature game I've ever played, but I do not have the time or brain capacity for it. So if by this question we mean, when we say if time allowed, if that meant I had no responsibilities at all and could dedicate half of my life to a, a miniatures game, that would probably be it. I assume that's not what this question means, though. Um, so where, and my answer firmly came back to Mordheim, um, it was that the real balance of narrative, skirmish, tactical, fun, like it's just quick, mm-hmm. it's everything I need. And it has those real cinematic moments of diving off a roof to try and, you know, stab someone in the top of the skull and failing. <laughs> um, 
yeah, it, it's all of the right things. I think what this means is that, that we need to just bite the bullet and have a more home game at throw the dice at some point. Deal. All right. Done. Sold. What age were you for your first skinny dip? I'm not too sure the reason behind this question. And awkwardly, right, at what age does it become skinny dipping, right? Mm -hmm. Because as a child, bathing, swimming naked is really, especially, you know, we're both old. (laughs) Back in the day, that was a thing. You just let kids run naked at the beach. Um, So at what age does it become skinny dipping? I'm not sure. Hmm. That one I couldn't tell you. All right. So, I mean, I feel like the easy response to this is it becomes skinny dipping. Oh, look, once you say you hit school age, let's let's assume that. Um, and look, for me, it was probably that late high school. All right. That makes some, sense. Sometime yeah. around that 17-ish mark. Look, I, I don't think I don't think I've ever done it public, like in a public beach or lake or something like that. Uh, private pool, yeah, probably about that. Yeah. Late high school. Yeah, no, this was just Eastern Beach. Now I think about it, but you know, yeah. Um, let's move on from this question. It's a weird one. <laughs> All right. Well, um, oh no. Not- for a non-weird question. <laughs> this doesn't get better, does it? No, it doesn't. Uh, George has said that he wants to know more about my advocacy for smooth my balls. Now, this is more a you thing. I'm not yeah. sure that I have. I think I, I firmly didn't advocate for the company. <laughs> we, we didn't. We, we jokingly promoted it because it was just funny as hell. And then they kept sending me offers. I'm like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to redeem this and just I'm going to test this out and see if it can. No. No. No, I don't don't advocate for it at all. Are we, are no. we more than like the Manscaped type of podcast? I, look, I just, I feel like. Oh, there was another one too, wasn't there? I had a really funny name. Can't remember. But I saw yeah. it for it. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. But I think, you know, the, the issue with the, the Smooth My Balls campaign is they were really champagne taste beer budget. Yep. I mean, if they were talking to us, it's not even beer budget, right? <laughs> um, and and it turns out, you know, quality pays. And there are some things you just, you want quality products around. Yes. And that that area is definitely one of them. I'll I'll go manual myself. I don't trust anything with, with that moves by itself. Thank you. <laughs> uh, moving along, did Jason grow a beard because his mum sports an awesome beard? Asking for a friend. Uh, the answer is yes. Although, to to be really clear, my mother does not condone sport of any kind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving along. Uh, let's get to the Discord questions. So, first one here: What color lightsaber would you have? Also, which is your least favorite color and why? 
as the Star Wars expert amongst us. Thank you. Go for it. Oh, shit. Knack <laughs> uh, yourself into that corner. Oh, shit. I mean, do, do the, all right, so it's the clarifying questions here. Do the colors actually mean anything or do they just look cool? Uh, look, red is Sith. So all the bad guys have red, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's no I fun. did hear a description that Mace's purple lightsaber was kind of like blue leaning towards red. So it was a bit of anger in him, that sort of thing. I, I also heard that it was Samuel L. Jackson demanding a bloody... Well, there was a, that as well, purple, purple lightsaber. He's like, get uh, me one of those bitches. I want purple. I'm like, a pink one would be sweet, right? Like yeah. a neon fluorescent pink would be cool as hell. Um, I think you know, there's, there's a whole spectrum of colors that have not been explored properly in lightsabers. Just straight out white would be fun. That'd be interesting. Yep. Uh, I don't know. Otherwise, because all the good ones are basically blue, right? Let's go. Let's blue go, or let's green? Go. Yeah. Let's go. Let's split the difference on them. Like a teal, it'd be fun too. I <laughs> said uh, I, I don't necessarily have a, a reasoning for any of this. I'm just picking fun colors. He could be nice. Like be I, cool. I didn't. I didn't mind. Like Leia's got a yellow one in the films. Um, for me, I don't know, what would I have? Probably blue because it's basic, and which is my least favourite. Uh, for some reason, I've never liked green. I've always found green a bit boring. It's like blue but better as far as like rankings go. I don't know. Um, but I always found it a little bit dull. Yeah. No, I feel that one. And when, yeah, so least favorite color, that wasn't just color of the visible spectrum. That was color lightsaber. Yes. And I was I'm a assuming bit... so. There was a comma, no, not a full stop. I, I wasn't really a massive fan of the effect of the black one from the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. It, That's like fair. I, I, I get I get the concept and I, the, the whole, you know, dark, black good thing is the opposite of light. But it just, it's hard to visually represent and it didn't really sell it for me. That's fair. Um, it's, that's, that's a fair amount of questions before we get our first Blood Bowl question. Uh, you're the big guy on a Blood Bowl team. Which opposing big guy should be fearful of you and who would you most fear? Like, if it was me, if I'm the big guy. I mean, are we being fat-shamed here? No. <laughs> yes. Like, if you're a position on a Blood Bowl team, you are definitely the big guy. Mm. Um, I don't know. Like, I felt that, like, maybe snotlings should be afraid of me, but they're not big. Uh, no. I can't really see anybody else being afraid of me on a Blood Bowl pitch. No, I mean... Of of the ones, there are a lot of black blood uh, blood bowl big guys that are just either too angry or too stupid to be afraid. Mm-hmm. So you know, I would potentially say trolls, but mm, nah. I mean, trolls you could kind of trick, I suppose. Yeah, this is look, this look is at what me. I'm, I'm scarier than I think than you think I am. Um, but you know, if you start going, you know, rat ogres, nut, bent, they're mental. They're not scared of things. Um, 
you know, is the same what could be said for Minotaurs. Um, yeah, I went, I mean, which opposing big guy should be, uh, which would you most fear? Minotaurs, Bloodspawn, anything with Frenzy, anything that's going to hit me twice, I don't want to know about. Look, I feel like the Minotaur, if, if I get really practical here, the Minotaur beats you on strength on a Blitz. Mm-hmm. So he's not good. Uh, and anything with claws. There's, yep. there's my there's my rule of thumb. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, going back to the serious questions. Greg, Sinead, Paul, Harry and Jen are trying to find seats at the cinema. Greg must sit next to Sinead no matter what. Jen cannot sit next to Harry. Paul must sit to Jen's right side if Harry sits next to an aisle. There must be one seat next to Jen and Harry. Now, if Greg sits in the aisle, would you sit on my face? Yes. How is that a question? Like, <laughs> I don't think there's any other answer but yes. I mean, do I have to sit? Like, do you, do you want do you want the full weight, or you know, is this more of a kind of a, a light squat? <laughs> a light squat on my face. Oh uh, dear. If we were given the opportunity to create your own Blood Bowl team, what would it be? What positions would there be? What starting skills would they have? Uh, feel free to create your own skills. Now, this was asked by two people, mm-hmm. and I think that's fairly appropriate for the type of content we deliver. Yes. I, I, look, I feel like we, we are getting feedback that our content has been focused or weighted more heavily to certain games than others of late. And I'm 100% on board with this for a bit. Um, so, I, I mean, to probably caveat this question, I have seen a lot of fan base rosters. I've seen a lot of – even the NAF has a lot of kind of – Yep. non-official ones, right, um, that have been tested a lot. And I dislike 90% of them because they always seem like there's too many skills or too mm. many positions or too – like it's just I know you're super excited about your theme and you can justify everything, but rein it the fuck in, um, which I think is my, my challenge. And mm. – where I kind of went is what is the modeling opportunity I want to go with and what is the the theme that really kind of gets me and what is the play style that really kind of gets me. Um, and ultimately I like, I have discovered high risk, high reward teams. I, I want to play bashy, wannabe bashy, but low armored kind of ball runny teams like that. These fast want a bash but ultimately will lose against a bash team and mm-hmm. kind of team so it's this high risk high reward play style um the theme that i really i desperately want to see on the pitch is a slanesh theme a slanesh team of some description uh probably a mortal team because they're just more fun than demons let's be honest um and then look i started going into the positions and stuff but I don't think you'd want to go too much. Like modeling wise, the new, uh, whatever they are now, the the head knights of Slanesh, mm-hmm. that aesthetic is really nice. And I'm theory, seriously considering just putting together a, a chaos team with that 
kind of model. Um, so you could have your blockers, you do probably the same stats as a chaos blocker, but reduce the armor and I don't know. Increase the movement. Yeah, maybe the movement. You don't want to increase the edge because you don't want runny. So it's that kind of piece about how do you take something existing and just tweak it a little bit. I don't want to give strength four guys much in the way of starting skills, particularly not good ones. I don't want to give them claw. I don't want to give them hypnotic gaze. I don't want to give them stuff that could swing a game heavy. Um, And grabs already been taken by black orcs which you could rename as Grope and it'd be great. Um. <laughs> See, yeah, I mean, Slanesh is also one of the ones that I chose. Um, I don't mind the demons, like especially mm-hmm. the, the demonettes. Um, yeah. And you could, I mean, you could, if you limit them, you could stick them with claw. because You could do claw no hands and all mm-hmm. of a sudden it's okay. Yep. The like a slanish team would need to be a bit faster and less armor than your standard yep. chaos team. That's pretty much stock standard. And it wouldn't even have to be like that across the board. You could put in a a couple of human style positionals, right? So mm-hmm. you've got your, your chaos warrior style. You'd reduce the armor. You give them some some movement, maybe an extra point of movement. Um, you take your basic human lineman. Or yeah, even a human catcher style position, you could throw yeah. that into a slanish team quite happily. You could do a blitzer style piece with a demonette, give them no hands, give them claw, make them like one of the necromantic whites or whatever they are. Yep, that that works. Um, I don't want to go too bonkers with the positions, and then you just throw some linemen in, which are basic cultists. Mm-hmm. Human human lineman stats, really nothing exciting there. Um, and a big guy, which has got to totally be either one of the new big beastie gore guys um, or, you know, you, you kick it old school and you throw in the Kipper, um, the Keeper of Secrets, of which I've got one of the old 90s ones kicking around somewhere. Just the big for, metal thing? Yeah. Yeah, I've got and one too. When we say big metal thing, not that big. No. Um, <laughs> big for that Era, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's just whether you throw in a beastman equivalent. Yeah, I mean it'd be it'd be very easy to do. They've got I mean, corn Nurgle are fairly similar as far as the positions go. You definitely you could stick a beastman in. De- uh, demon it's I wouldn't go any further. I don't want to see the fiends or I, I don't necessarily need the, the keeper in there. But you know, beast I want man. a big guy option. Let's be yeah, honest. Big guy Every, option, absolutely. Um, you could so, basically make you re- reskin a minotaur, though, and you'd be happy. Yeah. So there's the blood spawn, there's the rot spawn. So we have the the lust spawn. Yeah. I don't know. However, you want to do it. Um, but yeah, you don't you don't want to go too far, especially for a chaos team. You don't want to have them completely different to the other chaos teams. I don't think. You can keep them on brand. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think I think Slanesh is, is probably not an awful long way away as far as teams that is that is legitimately the only thing that is stopping me converting one at the moment is the chance <laughs> of that happening. Um, look, the other one that would be interesting, and we've talked about this on the Discord a bit, is what a Zinch team could look like. Mm-hmm. 
um, just because you've got all of particularly the demon style things. I mean, they've already got the the beastmen yep. models, whatever they're called. Um, you've already got the Kyric Acolytes as a kind of style that exists kicking around in the AOS world. Um, so, I mean, there's stuff there already, but where it gets fun is do you throw flamers in? Do you give them a secret weapon bombardier, no hands, leap piece, which could be silly. <laughs> leap. Hmm. Well, because they bounce. They don't have legs. They got yeah, Anyway, um, so you could do that. Do you do a pink horror, blue horror, brimstone horror split mechanic? Um, you don't want to go too overboard with how... How many rules? How many you know, models you need no. to have, All that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, and that's the thing. It would be that whole piece around how how you make that manageable in game. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it was a case of I don't know, I'm, I'm thinking out loud that when you broke the armor of a horror, it went to the reserves and it's replaced. If it's not KO'd or anything. Mm-hmm. Every time you break the armor, it goes into reserves and the little one pops up. That could be funny. So instead of getting um, stunned, they get smaller. Yeah. Okay. You, you go almost like, a, a, you know, you go from a, a regular player to a stunty player kind of deal. Yep. Um, which would give you an, a really interesting mechanic only because you could give them a different skill and a different role in the game and you could be trying to actively get your guys murdered to turn them into the little guys so you could run the ball with them as an example. <laughs> Suddenly you've got stunty dodge opportunities or you've got to throw a teammate opportunity. Um, but you've got, you can't hire them. You've got to get a guy on the pitch murdered at the right time to do it. It seems like a very zinch thing to do. Um, that does sound cool actually. Just throw that extra element of thought into the the team itself and playing the team and yeah yeah one of the one of those teams that you don't take first up no, it, the game it's, a bit. it's the full 3d chess option um, <laughs> the other thing I was thinking too I mean there's you know X amount of orc chaos human teams out there Um. I wouldn't mind seeing another Skaven team. So the Skaven like, clans, yeah, uh, Clan Ashen, Clan Sky. You could you could do them up so that they're similar again, the same as the Chaos teams, but similar but different. Yeah, have some plague monks on. Yeah, give them. Oh, a, the, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it could be. I mean, you can start mixing your Nurgle skills in. Give some guys some disturbing presence or some. Mm-hmm. Val appearance, um, yeah, you could start. Oh man, you could throw a full bloody ball and chain uh, situation in that yeah. too. The Molder one, you just give them access to more big guys, but mm-hmm. have them a little bit less good or more bonkers. But I don't know. Um, yeah, there's there's options there with the Skaven ones. If I remember rightly, the Bonehead podcast did a competition on this. Okay. Um, and they actually asked people to create a list and send it in and they reviewed them and sort of awarded the best ones. And I think the Skaven um, kind of clan teams were up there with some of the coolest ones. 
Yeah, that, that's pandering though, because because Ben, who runs that podcast, is like plays every team like Skaven. So agreed. Yeah, <laughs> um, but just as a, a theme and justification piece, I think it worked really well. The other one that would be super fun to see is a dwarf team that didn't play like dwarves. Like, give me a a, a Slayer team. There was a fan made Slayer team at one point. Yeah, of course there was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, I haven't thought about this at all. And I think it'd be kind of boring to look at because they'll all be naked with orange hair. But I think it'd just make an interesting change to a dwarf team. Um, That's fair. <laughs> how, how, how can I make dwarves less dull? Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's, that's, that's all the place I'm going with this. No, that's fair too. Um, what got us into the wargaming hobby? So I think we probably talked about this way back when on episode mm-hmm. one. Um, for me, you know, I think I was eight or nine. My grandmother um, bought me the basic edition of Dungeons & Dragons one Christmas or birthday, and then that was it. The uh, um, interest was flared, and and I didn't look back. And of course, when I lived in the UK, that was you know when last time I lived in the UK, it was during my teenage years, and that's where GW was. So I got into a lot of games. Uh-oh. Oh, look, you know, you could buy. Um, yeah, but this is this is back when like Blood Bowl was like the equivalent of fifty bucks for the the big box set. So it was two and sixpence. We got into we got into everything. So me and mates from school, we played Blood Bowl. We played um, uh, Epic Forty K. Not so much, but we gave them all a go. Yeah. yeah, that was that was a great time when I mean G Dub was supporting. 40k Warhammer, I guess, but Blood Bowl, Mordheim, Necromunda, Gorka mm-hmm. Morka, uh, Epic, um, bloody Battlefleet Gothic. Um, I bought my those. very first death metal record from GW. It seems like so wrong, but it I love does. It. <laughs> but they, yeah, they did a bit more than 40k or fantasy. Yeah, it was it was good, and I mean, mine. I've always been a fantasy buff. Anyway, but I feel like mine was again high school and there was a couple of mates that, that were, you know, showing up with stuff that they'd started painting and they'd show up with, you know, something wrapped in tissue paper in their lunchbox kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Go on, oh, I painted this. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Um, and, you know, but this was back before we had a, a G-dub here in uh, in sunny Geelong, but Mind Games was uh, basically in the spot that GW is now, mm-hmm. um, and they'd stock some stuff, and I used to go in and just ogle it and be like, I, I there are too many things for me to choose from. <laughs> this is a dilemma. Um, but, yeah, that that was basically it. It was a couple of mates doing some painting stuff and bringing some stuff in and, and just to school to show each other, and I – Went, yeah, no, I think I think I need part of this. It, it tickles all of the things from the creative to the fantasy to the, the you know, social piece, uh, and it was downhill rapidly. <laughs> we wouldn't have it any other way, though. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, 
this next question, this is probably the one I've got the most notes for. So let's go apologies in advance. Oh. Ultimately, where would you guys like this podcast to go? Mini war gaming style with videos, etc., or strictly audio? So I've got a bit to say about this. Do you want to go first? <laughs> I, I I don't know. I kind of want to hear what you've got to say now. <laughs> oh well, because let's talk. Know. Let's talk about things that I have not got. One is notes. <laughs> uh, um. All right. So this is not going to be any sort of you know, attack on other podcasts or um. They're all just, shit. This is just yeah. This is how I feel. And for me, it's it's got to be audio. So first and foremost, I want this podcast how I like my podcasts, which is audio. You know, I listen to these things on the way to work or while I'm doing stuff around the house or anything like that. Um, when you switch to video or when you try and do both, you've you've always got to really describe things very well of what the people that aren't watching are supposed to see. And if you don't do that well, you lose listeners. There is legitimately no one who does that well, period. Oh, look, it'd be a ridiculous thing to to do or to try to do. Um, I'm happy to do, say, game videos or live game streams or something like that but that's not going to be the focus it's going to be like an addition that's pretty much why i set up twitch in the first place um the other thing i'll say look we'll continue as far as i'm concerned and i haven't haven't talked to you about this we have me talking um i'm happy to continue on how we're going unless people have other things that they want us to try and add in or or you know addition i just don't want to i i don't sit and watch youtube so i don't want this to be a video focused thing uh nor would anybody want to sit there and watch me try and talk or or you know discuss what we're discussing with you you guys are happily listening to this both of you um doing whatever you're doing at the same time you don't want to sit there and watch us rattle this shit off um and the other thing is like when if you if you do try and go something that's not so strictly audio uh, there's a degree of trying to up the stakes, let's say. You know, we're a happy little podcast. We're easily one of the top 1,000 gaming podcasts in Geelong, and we're happy with that. If you jump on video, then you're looking for more views, and it's always trying to, to, to push that push that name out, push that uh, brand. And to an extent you try, you end up making it, more of a business than a podcast and when you make it a business you, you lose control of what you can do you're always trying to to push that next mark you're trying to make that extra buck or whatever it may be 
And I feel like that would limit me too much. I don't want to, I just, I mean, I do this shit for myself, really. You guys are, that listen are an added bonus. Um, I'm happy the way we're going. I, like I said, if you guys want anything different, you want us to try something different, let us know. Let us know in the Discord because I'm happy to consider other options if that's what people want or if they come up with a, a decent idea that I hadn't thought of. Um, what I wouldn't mind, though, is a lot of the podcasts that I listen to are all about just that, the podcasting. They're into having a bit of fun and doing it with mates and promoting it with mates. So a lot of the podcasts that I listen to refer to other podcasts, their friends' podcasts, for example, on a regular basis. And, you know, so you'll be listening to one podcast and they'll talk about another one and go, this is great, you should listen to them because X, Y, Z. You go give them a go. If they're for you, great, you've got another podcast to listen to. If not, you leave that one, you go back to the one you used to. Um, I don't know if there's an awful lot of that around, but that's something I'd like to I'd like to see more of. I'd like to see more of um, you know, similar podcasts. It doesn't even need to be similar. It's just you know, promoting podcasts that you find fun and hell if you're listening to this, you might want to listen to XYZ. Uh, I've seen, you know, there's groups of podcasts, say the, the Marvel Crisis Protocol podcast. A lot of them have a, a bit of a group and a web page that they promote each other on, which is fantastic. And at the end of the day, this is all about hobby. It's all about having fun and being part of this little hobby community that we have. And anything you can do or that I can do to improve that community is got to be a good thing. That's me. Oh, wow. All right. And look, I'm not going to differ too far from that. Let's be perfectly honest. We're on, we're on a pretty similar page. I think if we go back to why we're doing what we're doing, apart from the fact that I can't keep my opinions to myself, um, I mean, a lot of this is very self-fulfilling. It forces us to do hobby. It forces us to, to get involved and, and, you know, get some of the backlog painted. It gets us... It, keeps our momentum about being excited about games and things going. Um, it hopefully builds a little bit more of a community. Um, and that is both a local because frankly, we want cool people to play games with. That is mm -hmm. a thing. Um, and broader than that, because, you know, this is one of those fun hobbies where you can do a lot of stuff virtually. You can connect with very much like-minded people from wherever. It doesn't really matter. Um, you know, we can all talk about painting and games and things that happen and things that don't, and that's super cool. Mm -hmm. um, what I'm... Yeah. There's kind of you know things that we've we've played with changing and stuff around going. Oh, do we do more focused episodes? Do we do that? How do we sort of what we want to make sure is we do still have uh, content that is of interest um, mm -hmm. to to people. I suppose as much as this is self serving, 
it is nice watching the listener numbers go in the upwards direction um, and it helps keep our excitement and our momentum. Um, but to a point, right? So I feel like what I don't want to do is for this to turn into what feels like a job where all of a sudden, I mean, already normally, you know, we've all got lives and, and everything and that's cool. And we've got responsibilities and jobs and kids and families that all want a, a portion of our time. And that hobby time is a little bit precious. It's, it's time for me to do things that I want to do, which is great. Um, and what happens is if we weren't doing this podcast, I would be like, right, what am I painting? What games am I getting in? What what hobby things am I doing? And now, and this is not at all a bad thing, but it is a case of, all right, well, I've got these nights or this time available for hobby things, but part of that is taken up by coming up with ideas for recordings and mm-hmm. then actually recording them and then producing and doing you know the minor editing and things and stuff that we do uh and and then publicizing it and thinking about what we're going to do to promote it and and all that kind of stuff and it's it's time and what i don't want is for that to get to a stage where it's overly onerous and we're worried about the production value to the point where we're retaking a whole bunch of shit because we want the angle so and that's you know to your point around youtube content it's a lot of effort Mm-hmm. It's a shit ton of effort. And do I want to put that much time and effort into it? Be, um, when does it stop being fun? I'm not doing this for money. I'm not doing this for a second income. I'm not doing this for free shit. Um, so, you know, there's a value, a return on investment piece there, I suppose, is is the, the piece. But, you know, it is fun. And I think it, other podcasts is an interesting one. I am... Funnily enough, for someone who's been involved in in a few, not an avid listener of, mm-hmm. I I generally binge topics I'm interested in when I'm interested, um, and even so. But beyond that, I don't I don't have regular podcasts that I listen to and I keep up with and I, I follow, um, and equally with YouTube content, which is generally my go to when I'm you know painting or whatever. Um, it sits and it. I treat it almost as an audio-only medium. I find ones that are good content to listen to that I don't need to watch. So I'm not watching game reports because I can't. It doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Um, I will watch. Shit, you got to focus on and pay attention to, and yeah. Funnily enough, I will watch painting tutorials, but often I will listen, 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 and then go, "Oh, that's an interesting bit. Hang on, what do you do there? Oh, yeah, okay." And then just listen, and it's just it's hobby content to keep me hobbying and it gets, it's that piece that you know i kind of realized that i've painted for an hour longer than i would have if, if i was doing it in silence um so yeah i think it's trying to find a balance i don't want to go hardcore like i find a lot of the places that have done the all singing all dancing youtube approach are doing things like battle reports and and stuff and Honestly, I could not be asked with people going, oh, you got this rule wrong because in the latest FAQ they update. No, (laughs) no. I'm not doing deep dive tactics things because honestly, I'm not a deep dive tactics kind of player. I roll some dice and hope um, in a lot of cases. So I'm not sure either that is valuable content for other people. Um, And, you know, so, uh, but that is the kind of thing that you would need to do to do something else. So, 
where we're going, bugger if I know. Um, but it, it's kind of cool when you've got something that you are literally doing as a passion project. Um, it is just an extra thing that you are doing for fun and other people are kind of like, yeah, that's cool. And I'm going to, I'm going to hang in on that. And I'm, I'm happy hanging on in Nicheville um, for that, that regard. And some people will like it and some people don't. And it's kind of the place I like to hang. Yeah. Look, not everybody's going to like everything. Uh, not everything's going to be for everyone, but like, I totally agree with the whole work aspect too, because the moment you start doing something for work, it becomes less for you. It becomes less about your enjoyment. I know this from, you know, I mean, way back in my the day when I worked for EB, I would play every single game that came out and the games weren't for me anymore. They were for work so that I knew what I was talking to about so I could sell the bloody things. I don't want that to be... You know, my hobby, my games and my hobby are, and you're right, this is why we started the podcast, so we would play more, but they're my escape from, you know, the nine to five job, the you know, time away from the kids, all that sort of thing, this is, this is me time. Yeah. And it needs to be me time. I need that, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's that piece. And I know, you know, every time I pick up a commission job for, for painting, I, I, I start going, yeah, no, this would be quick and I'll just bash this out and it'd be great. And then I get halfway through and go, oh my God, my will to live is just not at an all time high anymore. Um, why is it really hard to do the thing that I actually really enjoy doing? Um, so yeah, I don't want it to become that. But I am overly excited by things and there is every chance that we'll get excited by something and be like, yeah, we're going to do a thing now. I don't know what that thing is. Feel free to suggest things that we could do. By all means. Um, but, yeah, look, I really I really would like like a bit of a community, not just with you know you guys, your listeners, the, the Facebook group, the discord people you're all fantastic and and i really love that you continue to be a part of this bit of fun that we have but you know podcasting should be a bit of a community too and and by all means if you know if you're interested there are definitely decent podcasts to to check out Hobby-wise, um, Bonehead Podcast we've talked about before. They're based in the UK. They are fantastic. Um, the Fury's Finest, mm-hmm. very good Marvel very good. Uh, Crisis Protocol podcast. Yep. Uh, local hobby homies, you know, love those guys. Um, they're doing things that we are definitely not doing um, for the reasons that we've stated uh, but they're wonderful guys and they're local. So, you know, if you want to give them a listen, by all means, please do. Other than that, you know, I'm not going to promote podcasts that I don't need to promote. <laughs> so I'm not going to give you any of the the, the common ones. But um, there is uh, Geek Dudes is based out of Melbourne and they just talk geeky stuff. They haven't done a couple of episodes for a while, but if you haven't listened to them, they've got 10 years of episodes up on Spotify, plenty to go through, and it's a bit of a laugh. Um, and the other one that I'll mention too is uh, Dave's Video Graveyard. Based out of Adelaide, it is uh, – well, they talk about movies, 
but it's just a lot of, you know, smut humor and, you know, they, they my get, people, get, oh, look, they, it, sometimes I've, I've had to turn it off in the car when I've had people there because some of it goes a little bit too far, but it's, it's good fun listening. You know, they'll get guests to talk on about their movie and they might talk in an hour long episode. They might talk about the movie like. For 10 minutes if they're lucky and those guests that get on will be like you know strippers and massage parlor owners and like just the the directions and the tangents that those conversations go in is just hilarious so a couple of options for you there but um you know podcasting is a bit of a fun hobby it's it's a hobby let's keep it at that but um let's spread the love people Agreed. No, I like that. And, you know, to that point, it's kind of fun getting on and, and chatting with people. Um, so equally, I think the other thing that would be fun to do is actually do a few more episodes with a, a, another person or persons mm-hmm. just just to mix it up occasionally, have someone else to chat to. I'm sure you get sick of listening to me for a while. Yeah. Look, we haven't had a guest for a little while since uh, the Conquest one. Mm-hmm. Um we have been trying to line up one particular person. He does listen. Get your act together. Come on. Give us a date. <laughs> anyway. Um, Shall we take a break? Let's take a quick one. And yeah, yeah we'll come A few back more in. questions. A lot yeah. of them are a lot shorter than that one. Um, but that was a few more questions yeah. to get through. Bumper. All right. Let's, let's find some tunes and we'll do a thing. with more questions and stupid answers to your questions. I mean, you ask a stupid question, you get a stupid answer. That's how this works, right? (laughs) Yes, yes. And these questions are interesting. There are no stupid questions. (laughs) There are only stupid answers. So that's a line I use at work all the time. All right, getting right back into it. Um, The first one for the second part of this show Describe your dream date. I mean, are we assuming that? Well, uh, clarifying question: Are we? <laughs> because date night is is a thing that I have now, occasionally, maybe once in a blue moon. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, with my existing significant other. Or, or are we talking about a hypothetical situation where we are back on the dating scene and and having to 
negotiate the the trials and tribulations of, of a place that I don't want to think about. <laughs> uh, well, it's up to you to interpret the question how you would want to. Ah, but <laughs> uh, that's really hard. Let's just say it's a date with person X. Person X doesn't have to be anyone in particular. Um, what would you? So, all right, let's 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 skin this cat two ways. The first way is person that I am already well acquainted with, and I feel like, look, I am I am a simple man of simple pleasures, and I like good food. So, um, I, I also am a big fan of kind of rolling the dice on uh, on the menu and being like, now nah, I'm just going to try things. <laughs> Um, so I feel like, you know, there is, there is some pre-drinks somewhere decent with music. So I actually, it's minor segue. I actually went out in public for the first time in a long time on Friday night. And even with, uh, there was one point in the age where I sort of looked up at the crowd around me and the median age had rapidly become like about 56. Um, and even then I'm sitting here going, if the music's this loud, how do I have a conversation? I'm confused. <laughs> um, I am that person. Um, but secondly, it's it's all about decent food for me and just talking stuff. Um, beyond that, I don't care. I think, you know, as an example, a movie is generally a terrible date because you don't interact with the person that you're seeing um so i feel like with a person that i know any opportunity just to have some quiet downtime preferably somewhere we we don't have to clean up um (laughs) and and we can eat something delicious that i don't have to cook um is an absolute win um and just just get some you know chat on i suppose the the flip side to that is somebody i don't know and this is a little bit of creeps to date so it's probably not working first date situation right but i i really enjoy when someone it's that first time it's like no nah, i don't want to make an effort can we just hang in trackies and ugg boots and get takeout and just watch something on netflix like that's my level of you know the, Bring the dog on the couch, yeah, you know that kind of deal, and just hang out. And I feel like you get such a good sense of what people are genuinely like if they're prepared to show up in tracksuit pants. Um, Seems fair for a, a you know a person that you don't particularly know well. That is a a big ask. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Like the whole evening in. Take out something on the TV. So good. I mean, my my answer to this question was just nice and easy. Uh, quiet evening in with Jace. Mm-hmm. Seems fair. It's all I ask. I mean, we're we're assuming that there's a three date rule. We're on date number four. Um, <laughs> we're getting lucky. I mean, that, that is the summing up of it. Although, <laughs> the funny thing is, is I don't know how many dates I've now gone on where it got to the point where we enjoyed the first part of the date being the food so much that we got home and just been like, nah, nah, don't touch me. No, it's no, going to end badly. Else. Yeah. <laughs> I am uncomfortably full, but it was worth it. Yes. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, no, I've been there. Uh, speaking of food, 
What's your favourite way to have potato? It is the universal, like, is there a bad way to have potato is the first question to this. Um, but I, mean, I wouldn't go raw. Uh, that's just me, though. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. Um, look, I think in, in the interest of giving people an answer, I am going to say scalloped. Yep, that, that's fair. I, I, and look, but the, the caveat being is I, I demand the little crispy burnt bits baked to the tray <laughs> because that is the bestness of the... <laughs> uh, I, do li- I do like a good scalloped potato. Um, I also really like any sort of potato with gravy, <laughs> with gravy in particular, like um, chips and gravy, baked potatoes and gravy, um, Look, a lot of you guys will have seen us at Throw the Dice or whatever, and God knows I order um, food enough and I get the loaded fries from Unorthodox Kitchen, which are just fantastic. It's like cheese and sauce and spring onions. and Oh, yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, Uh, look, and the other one, if we're going to just expand this question a little bit, if we're talking about that age-old rivalry between chips... Wedges or gems? That's a rough one, but I, I want to say gems are the perfect mix of crispy, crunchy goodness and then light and fluffy. Yeah, I don't know if I can answer that. Like, because they all have their, their time and place. Good chips are, are hard to beat, bad chips are bad. Um, but, you know, wedges with sour cream and salsa. Yeah. yeah, I mean, a legitimate thing, uh, the old potachos as a, a nacho equivalent, although I recently <laughs> did that with gems and it was not disappointing. Um, yeah, it's it's rough. It's, it's There's no bad is the, the moral of the story. Potato <laughs> is just, it is the gift that keeps on giving. It is. What is your number one favorite paint? Oof. <laughs> number one. Question was one, Jace. Oh, um, uh, well, this hurts me. It hurts us. <laughs> I thought it would. Look, I, I will say that the one I get the most consistent utility out of is Vallejo model color black. It is, fair. is the perfect black. It is not too chalky and kind of too matte that I find the scale 75 takes too far. It is not too glossy. It is just the right consistency. It is the right, yes, it is the perfect black. Um, And that's a good thing to have. Uh, If I was going to add a color, if, if the question was, favorite one paint color and we we're saying that black Never is not a color. color okay that's all right then um because the other one i was going to throw into the mix just to be cheeky was uh p3 coal black <laughs> that is again everything that you need so you've given us two black no oh, coal black's actually kind of more a blue but you know <laughs> okay um i like a lot of the technical Citadel colors I really like, but I think favorite one, and it's not one that I use an awful lot, but it is my favorite, is Blood for the Blood God. <laughs> I, I really appreciate them doing a 
clear red blood effect that I can clean up with water. Yeah, it's so good. All right, here's a loaded question. Who is your favorite member of the Blood Bowl League? It, it, look, it's not as loaded as the fries. Um, <laughs> no. And, I mean, it was asked by the person who I have eaten the most food from. Um, <laughs> I swear, trying to fat me up for Thanksgiving. Um, but I am going to say the next one. That's exactly what I had. <laughs> the next person to sign up is my favorite. Incidentally, we've got a Blood Bowl leak, and if you haven't signed up and you want to be our favorite, now's the time. Now's the time. We'll be starting in a couple of weeks. It's going to be early August now because we still Amazons. have rules for Amazons. As soon as we get those rules for Amazons, we are closing the league and we are starting all the games, which will be good. If money slash time slash effort was irrelevant, what kind of event would you love to put on? That is so goddamn hard because mm. the number one consideration I have for putting on anything is time, effort, and money. <laughs> you've, I mean, you've run an awful lot more tournaments than I have. Mm -hmm. How many players did you get to that Malifaux tournament that I did? Look, we've done at least 50 player Malifaux events. I've done 100 plus player Warhammer events. Um, so, yeah, there's been, and there's been a mix, right? And everything from, you know, 10 to 100 odd players, um, depending on the event and game system and all that jazz. I will say the, the event I would not like to put on is any kind of convention. Nope. No. As in, like, multiple. Multiple, yeah, multiple yeah. game systems and dealing with extra TOs. And I know it says, you know, time and money and things is irrelevant, but no, no, too much effort. Take it back. Um, <laughs> no, I'm with you on that one. I'd, I'd like to, I don't know, like, I'd like to keep going the way we're going. I'd like to throw bigger tournaments. I'd like to have more people. Look, aspirational, I am currently looking at the excitement, the numbers, the, um, you know, it, what's going into the, uh, the big V mm -hmm. at the moment. Um, so for anyone not aware, the big V, uh, Victorian blood bowl tournament, it's now sitting at 90 players. They upped it. End of August. Yeah. Yep. Um, with a Friday night sevens event tacked on for extra fun. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's, you know, good, Prize support. There's there's uh, individual and there's team prizes. There's um, you know player swag. There is extra stuff for the sevens event. There's the option to get in and and group buy custom pitches. Um, there is so much about it um, that is you know aspirational. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, where you'd love to go. You start hitting, you know, the, the close to 100 player mark is huge. Um, and, you know, I feel like that mix of individual and team and, you know, fun and serious, it's like it's just it's all the right things. Um, I suppose the thing I would like to put on 
alongside or instead of um, would be something more hobby slash painting focused. Mm -hmm. And I always find it's actually probably less about the time, effort, and money and more about the interest. Yep. Um, Like if you did something like that locally, I feel like you'd get four people show up. Um, But, yeah, I I will say that is – Blood Bowl is the game that I'm playing the most of at the moment and one that is the the easy answer to say if I'm going to host an event, it would be something Blood Bowl related. Um, And that is just the absolute, you know, gold standard. Yep. I mean, I'm going to say I'd like, I'd like more prizes, more swag for just coming along, but but mainly I'd like to see more people. Uh, and for me, it doesn't have to be Blood Bowl. Like we, we've done a couple of Blood Bowl tournaments. We're going to do more, that's for sure. But like I'd like to not necessarily I'd, – I'd like to throw another tournament of some degree, uh, which isn't Blood Bowl. Mm-hmm. But just, yeah, have that – has to be something obviously with a passion so yeah and i mean uh, look i would also like to and i haven't really thought this answer through so let's see how this this goes um no but i would like to to i've thrown a lot of tournaments right and you show Mm. up and you play and there's winners and losers and scores and things um and what i haven't actually really attended or um thrown at all is some kind of non-tournament event whether it's a narrative style thing or Mm -hmm. something that is not necessarily about the best player who broke the rules pack the best way um but throwing a different focus a different objective a different thing okay i'm intrigued you know i've i think you know there's there's a 40k one that i'm not interested in um later in the year where it's actually they're doing almost like a good versus bad guys mm-hmm. type deal. I don't know how they're running it. I should actually ping the guys and ask them. But that kind of thing would be fun. H- yeah. How do you do something that's less about the actual in-game tournament thing and more about a collective, you know, thinking about some of the worldwide campaigns that uh, we did and a few other places have done it, GW have done it, around you submit your game results and depending on that a thing happens. And yep. That kind of thing, it'd be super cool. Yeah, no, that'd be that'd be interesting. Look, any any doubles or teams events is always a winner. Um, there's there's heaps of options, but yeah, I think I've always run tournaments, something different. It'd also be cool. Yeah, no, agreed. All right, what which Marvel character do you think you're most like? <gasps> they said Marvel. They did oh, say Marvel. They ruined it for you. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not like Batman. But, uh, not that, that's, that's that's exactly <laughs> not the rich. answer. That's exactly <laughs> the answer Batman would give. Um, so, <laughs> um, which I had not thought about this. Um, I, and what's worse is I feel like this is absolutely coloured with not necessarily arrogance, but personal desire, which one would I most like to be? (laughs) (laughs) If I was going to to identify with one, and look, if I was going to identify with one, I would like it to be Peter Parker. Um, There is just the correct amount of wit and taking, taking 
grave events very lightly no, that's um, fair. that I really appreciate. That's fair. That's fair. Again, I could skip the whole, um, you know, orphan thing and dead uncles <laughs> and, and all that jazz. Um, but but character-wise. Yeah. But just just as a character trait. Yeah. Peter Parker does have some, some traits which are um, admirable. Um, I said Bessie. Bessie's a character, um, when I say better known as, she's she's not that well known, but she's better known as Hell Cow, and she's a cow that was bitten by Dracula. That's the best. That's the storyline. That's what, that's what I feel like. Um, I think probably more realistically, um, I've always associated myself with Havoc from the mm-hmm. X-Men. Because he's the sort of guy that will just do what he thinks is right, no matter what the consequences. Like this is this is his morals, and he is sticking by them. You know, the whole uh, when I first started reading X Men comics again, <clears throat> there was a an, an Inferno storyline, which basically the long story short, um. Cyclops fell in love with a chick called Madeline Pryor because Jean Grey was dead. Madeline Pryor happened to look very similar to Jean Grey and ended up being a clone that was created by Mr. Sinister. He had a kid with Madeline Pryor who then goes on to become Cable. Um, But then Jean Grey comes back and Cyclops just ditches everything and goes off back to Jean whereas Havoc sticks by Madeline because it's the right thing to do. And, you know, he is part of this Inferno storyline and he is not necessarily on the right side, but he is sticking to what he believes. And and that's what I think. I want to be more... <laughs> Chaotic good, not, not yes. lawful good. <laughs> that's right. Is, is where we're hitting. Um, uh, look, I, I actually, I really enjoy those storylines. Again, tangential, but that's what we're here for. Um where both characters are right, like mm-hmm. you like, but you're both sides of the story. Uh, kind of, you can empathise and you can see how they got both ways. It's always more fun. Yeah, um, totally agree. Yeah. What's your favourite sandwich and soup? Again, favourite. We're asking for singles, and I'm really bad at giving singular answers to things. <laughs> um, sandwich, I will say Reuben. There is something about the, the correct amount of just sauerkraut and, and Russian dressing that does all of the right things to me. Soup. Oh, look, as long as it comes with a cheese toasty. <laughs> It's hard to go past a good pumpkin soup. That's true. Um, I've always been a fan of potato and leek soup myself. That's, that's yeah, always been we're, my We're favorite. back to the potato. We're back to the potatoes. Look, pumpkin's like an orange potato, really, let's be honest. <laughs> uh, sandwich, um, I can't go past like chicken breast, like cooked mm-hmm. chicken breast, uh, cheese, mustard, mayo on white bread. Yeah, it's always been nice and easy. The old, the old uh, Woolies roast chook special. Oh, the roast chook, yeah, but yeah, either that or just cook up some chicken breast, cut it up. Yeah. It's just yeah, too good. All right, Jace, hard hitting questions: summer or winter? Well, it's 
bloody cold at the moment and the kids are stuck inside, so summer. I think I think it's actually winter. If the, the correct answer to the, to the question is it, it is currently winter. But if she's asking the favourite. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a happy medium, right? Like, I don't want 40 degrees. No, that's it. I want the middle. I, I like spring. Yeah. It's not too cold, not too hot yet. Summer's all right if I have to take summer or winter, but... I mean, I feel like if we lived somewhere with an extreme winter, like if we lived somewhere where it snowed, mm-hmm. it would be easier to take winter as an option. But just cold and wet is not uh, a pleasing thing. <laughs> no, true. Hot and wet, different story. Cold and wet, <laughs> not so good. Uh, next question, why are you the way that you are? Oof. Um, that is a combination of... Poor, circumstances poor, poor life choices <laughs> uh social anxiety and probably a mild undiagnosed adhd uh, <laughs> that seems appropriate i think you've spoken for both of us <laughs> all right back to the blood bowl questions and back back we go favorite teams to play blood bowl with i didn't have an answer to this question until I think it was today and I saw a post on Facebook where someone was playing a game of Blood Bowl and it was Corn versus Slan. And, and that is possibly the perfect game of Blood Bowl. <laughs> Which one would you like to play? Yes. Does it matter? No. No. <laughs> no, that's fair. I I like the Bashier teams. I tend to play the Bashier teams a bit more. Uh, so any of the chaos teams are really cool for me. Uh, I've enjoyed Nurgle, which is kind of bashy but also kind of controlly. And I don't don't mind nobility either. Mm-hmm. So all, I've had lots of fun with all of those. Yeah. Are there any teams you haven't enjoyed? Well, we've answered this already, haven't we? Absolutely. I will say, and I know, you know, because the obvious answer is dwarves, correct? Yeah. Um, I will say I played a season of 11s with Chaos Dwarves and it was probably the least exciting season I'd played. I did particularly well with them. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was just such a reliable team that I kind of got bored with it. I mean, at least you've got a bit more options. Dwarves is the, is the one for me. And, I mean, I did have a dwarf team and I sold it off because I'm not going to play it again. I've just – I wouldn't mind if dwarves played a little bit differently, but it seems the way that I've experienced it, dwarves always play the same style. It's, you know, bash, don't fall – don't get armor broken, um, move slowly up the field, score – rinse repeat and as a consequence i've never enjoyed playing them because they're very same old same old and i haven't really enjoyed playing against them either all right and i really it's a bind right in that i would like to play them not like that yes but, but I feel like that would take a significant amount of time and effort to find a way that they could successfully play that didn't involve that, and I don't want to play them long enough to find that out. I think that's the correct answer. 
Uh, teams you will never play. Well, never say never, but we've kind of answered that too. <laughs> yeah, and, and to be fair, I would still like to try and play them not like that, but I just doubt it would be successful. Yes. <laughs> Particularly, and now you know, it's not even like you can skill some up to be a real heavy thrower and play like a, a weird dwarf passing game or mm. yeah, I don't know how you'd do it. Yeah, it doesn't quite work. No, I think you'd have to give everybody sure feet and then just go for it every single turn. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they become vaguely a little bit interesting. Yeah. Uh, favorite snack or beverage to have when playing? I mean, I'll, I'll always have a Pepsi Max or something in front of me no matter what I'm doing. Um, snacks, I... I don't mind having like, a, like the amount of nights that I've done it through the dice with those bloody unorthodox loaded fries. It's a bit ridiculous. Um, but equally said, I don't know, there's something to be said about a games afternoon or a games evening at somebody's place with just a bowl full of random lollies. And just the old party mix. Yeah, party mix, Maltesers, something like that. Oh, yeah. Middle. Uh, yeah, all right. I mean, I will say if we go savory versus sweet, I will generally choose sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, so we're going a, a dessert or something from the confectionery aisle and I would probably choose anything chocolatey over anything juby generally. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Maltesers or crispy M&Ms, which is the correct way to eat M&Ms, are probably <laughs> the, the ones to go. Um, and if you're one of those people, and there are people out there that mix Maltesers, uh, sorry, M&Ms and Skittles, you're yeah, a monster. No, no, no. You're a monster. No. Uh, you're no, not invited to my birthday party, as my four-year-old has told me recently. <laughs> um, uh, Beverage-wise, look, I love a, a good beer with games, um, the caveat being good beer. Um, so, you know, something with flavour, uh, <laughs> not just bitter in a can. Um, so, yeah, you give me something with chocolate, uh, a decent beer and games, and I am in my happy place. I think that's fair. Hurry up and get a liquor license. <laughs> Rich. Just make it happen, Nerd Fairy. <laughs> Any lucky rituals we don't know about? Not for me. I mean, are we still talking gaming? I, um, I don't know. I'm assuming so, but, uh, and so yeah. therefore I'm not overly lucky, so. <laughs> No, and I mean, even like to take this question a step further, right? I found I played a lot of uh, Warhammer tournaments, particularly tournaments for a few years and did, you know, interstate tournaments and the whole circuit. And if I wasn't playing a tournament in a month, it was something wrong. Um, And I actually found there was a point where I found myself getting overly competitive and wanting to do particularly well and that and that took the joy out of it for me so yeah i actually ended up taking a step back and intentionally taking rosters that were less powered or armies that were generally acknowledged as less good and and you know upping the challenge stakes for myself so i feel like lucky rituals is often one of those things 
done by people who want to do well. And I am no longer one of those people that want to do well because <laughs> it takes makes games less fun. It takes too much effort. Yeah, I don't want to have to remember things. Whatever. Like, oh, I forgot my socks. I don't care. (laughs) Just. I usually wear my left sock on my right foot anyway. I I got really annoyed. I bought socks recently. This is this is a riveting story, right? <laughs> I, I purchased socks recently. And Where from? I didn't realize. I don't even know, but I didn't even realize at the point because they're all just white bloody socks. Um, but they have an R and an L on them. But I bought them Why? in like a five pack, so I have five R's and five L's. And theoretically, I have to care whether I have the R on the R foot and the L, and there I fucking identical and not only that you throw five pairs of socks and then i'm supposed to pair r's with l's no so i don't know i think i'm wearing an r and an r today but um they're lucky they're the same fucking color to be honest um (laughs) oh dear trials of adulthood hey why would you write r and l on it all the same it's silly (laughs) All right, last question for the evening. We are down to the end. Thank you, everyone, who has given us questions. Hopefully, we've been at least somewhat entertaining with the answers. Scrunch Uh, or fold? No. Oh, okay, that wasn't it. What is the answer to that? Scrunch. Nah, wrong. Um, Favorite cover of a song? This is... Such a hard, this is, oh my God, this hurts my soul trying to answer this. There are so many good versions of songs that I wanted to call out. Mm -hmm. I wanted to call out uh, the Chili Peppers doing Higher Ground. Mm -hmm. I wanted to call out Easy. Um, I wanted to call out... Oh, yeah, like, yeah, the, the Living Ends version of Tainted Love. I wanted to, if you tell me, if I'm going to stop right here, right? If you say the Frog Leap Studios version of Baby Shark, I'm going to slap you. <laughs> Frog Leap Studios. Which one's Frog Leap Studios? Uh, what's his face? Leo. Leo. Yeah. yeah, no, I had it written down. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. I mean, there are so many. It's not an easy question. For me, a cover has to add something. It has to to retain the essence of the original song, but add something to it in its own different way. Mm -hmm. And in actual fact, sort of become another version Mm -hmm. of the song. Uh, And for for me, there's two that I keep on going back to which I, I suppose, let's say that they're the favourites. Uh, Purple Haze by The Cure. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like a little, little bit more sort of electro. It's it's a totally different song to the Hendrix version, but just incredible. Um, and the other one, there was, let's go, let's talk about something I've never talked about on the podcast. Battlestar Galactica, <laughs> right? Um, and the force be with you. Yes. So live long and prosper. The composer for Battlestar, he was 
absolutely unknown at the time and he was pretty much like the understudy that got called up and I've I've listened to interviews with him and it was like every episode he expected to be told he was fired. Bear McCree, he has gone on to do like everything. He has done so much. He did the Walking Dead theme song, all that sort of stuff. Like really talented musician. He put in towards the end of season three a cover of all along the watchtower which has his brother singing and has like sort of sitars and all sorts of it's similar enough but different enough that it, it just every time i hear it i love it yeah there's yeah uh, man I and, could and, and baby shark by Leo. <laughs> i uh, <laughs> there's so many i mean there's some that are just sort of tributes to the original the heart version of stairway to heaven was a, a classic example of that it's a just bang on um incredible um the peter frampton version of baby i love you away bonk is good frampton comes alive as an entire album just do yourself a favor um one that is i i keep going back to to listen to and i think it's on your point about a song just sounding a little bit different mm-hmm. and just doing enough to it to be interesting it's not just a a copy of with someone else doing the thing um and funnily enough it's a maynard james keenan mm-hmm. but when he did a version of bohemian rhapsody yes it is with Lucifer. yeah yeah it is different and yet i it's, mean it's hard like it's very hard to do a cover of bohemian rhapsody and make it good because yeah there's a lot of covers and a lot of them are not good no. um <laughs> But this is one of those ones that he doesn't try to Freddie Mercury at all. Mm -hmm. He makes it absolutely his own. It is a little bit sadder. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think he, I think the piece with me with, and look, it's what he's good at, right? Is he connected the lyric with the delivery to the point where it it makes the song even more poignant. Yeah. and I think that is probably the, the piece that was good um, that I said it's one that I keep coming back to and just as flat out banger when I could not possibly believe without saying is the Muse cover of Feeling Good. Okay. It is just I know that one. correct. Oh, you, you'll hear it and you'll be like, oh, yes, that. I know that. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's got to be – it's got to be – Something new, something different, done in a slightly different way, but keeping that that same. Yeah, and I always like it when it's it's a band that does a song in their version that where their version was like where the original was nothing like their music. Yeah, you know, uh, something yeah. like I don't know, like Negative Creep by Machine Head, for example, or um, I think Sepultura did like a punk song on one of their albums. And... It is It is also often why I like the um, Lacquer version, mm-hmm. the Triple J Lacquer version. Um, what is it? Art, ver- Art versus Science does a bang, an awesome but completely different cover of uh, Enter Sandman mm-hmm. that is just so good, <laughs> so good. 
Uh, and I don't particularly like them as a band, but as a cover, this is glorious. Um, <laughs> I think that's fair. Yeah, we I, I, I could we could talk about song covers. There's an episode in itself. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> I think you know, way back when I used to do a radio show, um, just for the the university uh, radio station, and I'm pretty sure I did a full episode one night. It was like good two three hour episode just playing covers, and it was way too easy to do. Yeah. Anyway, that's it for the questions. Thank you again to everybody that sent those in. Um, definitely given us something different to do this episode. Yeah. Yeah, no, this was fun. Um, I, I hope that people got answers that they wanted or not necessarily wanted but you know in the spirit of the questions that were asked frankly you knew you knew what you were getting let's be honest when you <laughs> you said them twice of all people um <laughs> uh but no i super appreciate it for everyone who threw stuff in to give us some content because otherwise we were going to have to make them up yeah and, you know it was much easier be, be the poignant things like boxes or briefs no yeah. uh <laughs> Point here on the doll where the man touched you. Now, um, <laughs> yeah, no, thank you again to everyone. Uh, just a quick reminder we have talked about the Blood Bowl League starting up. We are playing it Throw the Dice. Uh, we also are running All Systems Go Blood Bowl for the Nerd Ferry himself. Tickets are still on sale for that. So let's get, um, it's going to be fun. It's, yeah, it's going to be a stupid fun day. Yeah. Um, fully fully encourage everybody to get on board that if you haven't already got your ticket um apart from, like they they they're the big things for me they're the big and things then definitely and, then and we've got a a bit of a painting event going on oh, at yeah. the moment where you can paint a blood bowl lineman and send it in and win stuff not even send it in you can just take a photo send a picture in that's what i meant you don't have to give us the model yeah i mean and we'll take it I mean, if you really want to. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's something we should probably do more is send us things, people. We would like free stuff. Um, Put an address on the website. Um, (laughs) Website has been updated, by the way. That's something I did recently. So uh, thoughtlesscasualgaming.com is a thing, believe it or not. Um, By all means, get have a look there. Give us a follow. Facebook, Spotify, Tweetbean, Twitch. Only fans. Only fans. I need to do more with that. <laughs> I set it up and then I haven't done anything else. Um, Patreon, if you feel like flinging us a couple of bucks to help throw these prizes together, by all means, uh, really appreciate it. And we are doing monthly Patreon-only giveaways. So any Patreon gets an entry into that. And we have stuff on the way for that. And I am excited about it. Very excited. A little bit excited. Just a, just a wee bit. Yeah. <laughs> and the only way you'll get it is through these competitions. Um, but that's it for me. You got anything else to add? No, nah, nothing of value. Nah. <laughs> Should have said that at the start. Should have said that at the start. It would have saved us an hour and a half. Uh, thanks very much for listening. If you did, 
Otherwise, we're just talking to ourselves. Part for the course. Laters. Gotcha. Casual gaming. Casual.